Everybody's a dreamer. Everybody's a star. Everybody's in showbiz. It doesn't matter who you are. There are stars in every city, in every house, and on every street. And if you walk down Hollywood Boulevard, their names are written in concrete. It's that time of year again. While we will not be strolling the streets of Hollywood Boulevard or Annapolis, we can get our pod together and enjoy 10 days of the 9th Annual Annapolis Film Festival. It is virtual this year, and we will be talking to the movers and shakers and those that make it all happen. The Annapolis Film Festival, April 8th through 18th. Tickets and more at annapolisfilmfestival.org. All the stars as you walk down Hollywood Boulevard. All right, we're here in person again for the Annapolis Film Festival for the seventh, sixth year. Well, this is your ninth year, but the times that we've done the podcast, I think we're like maybe six years. I think we've only been engaged for six years. Yeah, yeah. Always a bridesmaid, never a bride. You know, (laughs) we haven't. We're just getting married now. <laughs> <laughs> well, we are we are here with Lee Anderson and Patty White, who are the producers of the Annapolis Film Festival. That was uh, how rudely thwarted and bumped and bruised in 2020, but is back. I mean, it never left actually in 2020, but is back with a vengeance in 2021 for the ninth annual Annapolis Film Festival. And because everything is so different uh, in our world and everybody's world. We obviously had to talk to you and figure out about what this was about. So the biggest thing that everybody needs to know is this goes from April 8th through the 18th, 10 full days, and passes are on sale and yes. tickets are on sale. Yes, tickets went on sale Monday the 22nd. Pass has been on sale for a while. It's over 100 films, and the pass is $115. Tickets are $10 each. You can buy a four-pack of tickets for $35 and save 5 bucks. And if you love shorts, you can get a shorts-only pass. I was thinking about wearing shorts today, but it, it, I saw it was still in the 50s. So I said, I'm, I'm going to give it another week before I do that. So remember when we used to say, get into our shorts? Yeah, I, I, I do. And, and, and you had the way back when in year one, you had the, uh, the shorts bar crawl. Yeah. Yes, shorts, we did. Shorts crawl. Get into our shorts. And I remember when I saw that, I was like, I had no idea what a shorts was. And I love shorts now. It's uh, you know, both, the, both the kind I can wear and the kind that I can watch. So that's uh, really cool. Well, let me revisit a little bit into 2020 for a little bit. You guys, last time we sat here in your offices, it was a flurry of activity. You were coming down the, the final stretch to put an in-person film festival, which is perhaps the most fabulous event that Annapolis hosts every year together. Thank and you for that. No, no, no. That's not, that's, there's no bullshit there. That's true. And all of a sudden, as with everything, the carpet was pulled out from under you and the restaurants and, and everything else. And you had to sit there and go, oh, my gosh, what do we do? Ultimately, you did somehow pull it off within, with what, two weeks notice? Nine days. Nine. You're proud of that, aren't you, Lee? We are. <laughs> we actually were one of the first festivals in all of America to be virtual. And we made Fox National News because of it. Okay. Well, how did, how did it happen? I mean, we've gone from having several different venues with hundreds of people, you know, shoulder to shoulder, sitting in seats, 
noshing on good food at cocktail parties and you know jamming in the back of cars and little golf carts and everything else to get from venue to venue to okay now we're going to sit on our couch how how did this all come about well it, it came about because mainly people are not going to theaters <laughs> they don't want to sit side by side and even though we see hope on the horizon and that things might change and hopefully sooner rather than later uh, it's going to take a little while to get people comfortable back in those theaters and, and watching films, but it will happen after a year of sitting on their couches and watching on the screens. The theaters are going to look very enticing. But for us, what we had to do was figure out how to go now from a virtual festival, which we were forced to do last year, to a virtual festival, which we have decided to do this year, I mean, because being hybrid would have caused a lot of complications in our county. We still have a lot of regulations here, and we're very, we want to be very COVID safe. So we decided to make this festival totally virtual. However, we've planned for this, unlike last year when we planned for a full-on in-person festival. So now the planning has been for a virtual festival. And that's taken a real, that's been a real pivot for us too. We've had a lot of learning to do, a learning curve, and, and we've had to figure it out. And, you know, we, we have a much better platform this year. It's called Eventive. And Eventive is an app that you can download on Apple TV, Roku, or Amazon Fire. And then you look for the Annapolis Film Festival channel. So you can watch this on your OTT devices on a big screen. What's OTT? Uh, over the top. Just a new acronym, I never Yeah, it's an industry term. But, <laughs> right. but basically, last year we were kind of stuck with Roku, and it didn't always work. And that platform was really one of the only ones around. Eventive was built out after we completed the festival last year. But they provide you know triple encryption, so the big distributors are feeling safe about their films not being able to be pirated and great um, quality when it screens and streaming without a problem. So and more user-friendly experience for all of our uh, viewers this year. It's going to be, you know, they're going to be able to figure it out very quickly. And one thing you mentioned, you talked about you planned for this, and you had announced that this was going to be virtual for a while. I understand that the county executives and the mayors and the governors and stuff like that, they've got to make decisions here and there. But most people don't get the amount of planning that goes into a big event. I mean, this is, and I, and I use the analogy a lot with, you know, the boat shows and with just any, anything large event that's going on. I mean, this is a train. Okay. The train for the 2022 film festival is leaving the station probably in June of this year, probably it, April 19th. Right. And in some ways it's left already. We've already yeah. been discussing because it's our 10th year next year. And it's going to, we want it to be a blowout. A, a big celebration, our comeback year. And so that's very important to us. So we're already in the planning stages. But again, this is a one-year planning thing. And this train is up to speed by the time, you know, February, March oh, rolls around. Totally. And it's it's not that Ferrari that goes from, you know, 100 to zero in 2.3 seconds. It's, you know, it takes a while to stop this and figure out how to make it make it work. So you guys are really brilliant as far as saying, okay, well, we don't know what's going on. We're going virtual. Let's find the best experience to be able to do that. Also, keep in mind, this is a time when our industry has been in crisis. There have been very little content created this year. Basically, about two films were greenlit in Hollywood. No studio films happened. There were indie films already in post. So a lot of new content wasn't created, and a lot of artists 
are also gig workers because they don't make enough as an artist. So both they were hit on both fronts. And we didn't know in terms of fundraising this year how it would feel. So we, we wanted to be alive, and we wanted to create a better user experience. We got a better platform. We extended to 10 days. So you don't have to sit and, like, you know, have your eyeballs fall out because you're trying to watch every film in three days. But that 10 days also made a lot more work for us because, right. you know, we thought, oh, well, 10 days, the people will enjoy this a lot more. But then we realized we have to have enough content to make, you know, even though you can watch the films that would be up for the weekend over a 10-day period, you still have to provide a lot more programming in a time when there wasn't that much programming out there. So what we've done is we've looked beyond the obvious and gotten into the more complicated, which is really a lot more foreign international films we've looked at. We've done more shorts programs, which are always popular. And we've looked at features, both narrative and documentary, some new indie voices, films that may not have really been part of our program before because we only have three and a half days to, to get a things in there so we we've maybe taken some things that we couldn't have taken before because we wouldn't have had room for them you know and they're good more more niche things and things that are um just unique a little more unique and we're happy to take those and to to be able to show those voices well i want to i want to talk a little bit i mean in normal years okay you said you had the three and a half or four days that were jam-packed okay i knew that from 9 a.m., sometimes a little bit earlier, until probably 11 or 12 o'clock at night, midnight, there was something playing somewhere that I could I could sit there and see. How is that going to work? Is I mean, can I turn on my TV at 10 o'clock on April 10th and know there's going to be something on that morning and then turn it on again at 4 p.m. in the afternoon? That is an excellent question, and we're really glad you asked it because it is different this year. And that's part of the complicated, but it's actually going to be pretty easy when you get it. So here's what people need to know. In the broader scope, opening night is still during at opening night. It's 7 o'clock on April 8th, and that is our opening night, and it's like one film. Then That film will be able to be seen at 8 o'clock, I mean 7 o'clock at night, and then it will be up for 24 hours, and then it's gone. Right. Okay, so, so that film is not necessarily something. It's not. It, this is not an on-demand film festival, then. Well, per se. some of it sort is. of. It, it's 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 <laughs> a hybrid. So some some's on demand and some's a specific time. So every night there'll be a spotlight film, unlike where it used to be like the Friday Saturday thing. Sure. Each night there'll be a spotlight film at seven p.m. that will feature and be turned on at that time. You go in and you'll unlock it and play it, but you can pause it you just can't play it twice so if you're going to watch it watch it through or if you pause it you can pick it up then there'll be our traditional showcases sprinkled throughout at different times and each day we're releasing a shorts program that then will stay up so we have nine shorts programs so program one the first day and it stays up the rest of the nine remaining days program two 24 hours no, it stays up for all. Well, no, no. Days. What I'm saying, yeah, over you can access. Time. So, I mean, if I'm yeah. if I've got insomnia right. Right. and I'm up at 3:45 a.m., yes, I can grab a shorts program if it's been released. So, other films right. will roll out each morning at 9 a.m. and then be up. But not every film is up for 10 days. So, this is the complicated part. Some films are 24 or 48 hours. Some films are about five days. Some films are all 10 days. So, that's where people have to really study the schedule because there was nothing we could do to change that. 
But it'll tell you in the schedule. It tells you this film will play starting this exactly day, this the time. It'll play. Okay, that, that's easy. And now, right. why do they why do they do this? Is this just greedy studios? Look, they've they've taken a hit too, and they haven't had theaters to make money back. So, well, you know, they're limiting it's against them to to uh, to the more they play it and people right. do it here, they're not going to necessarily see it on their platform or go to the movies to see it. So, they have to gauge how much they can afford to release. Okay. So, so what people need to understand is it's virtual, but it's like the theaters exist because there are caps on seats. We can only sell a certain number of tickets for most films, and when they're gone, they're gone. So if you don't get your ticket and you don't get it, and when you have a pass, it doesn't just guarantee you that you can go on and watch anything. You have to reserve your seat. So that's different. Well, okay. and you, when they just say you have to reserve your seat if you want to be guaranteed. But for a lot of the films, people can, if they have a pass and they say, oh, look at this, I've got some time, I'm going to go watch such and such. If there's a seat available, which there most likely will be, they can just grab it at that time. But if they want to make sure I have to see that film, I better reserve it. Yeah. That's the way it works. Okay, that's that's a pretty pretty comprehensive platform. It yeah. is. It's it's very also very user friendly. It's integrated with our a Annapolis Film Festival website. It's very responsive, and we do have people working in the box office that will be responsive. If you send questions, you can write to box office at annapolisfilmfestival.com, and they will answer your questions. We are going to have a practice day on April sixth. Anybody that is afraid of how to get on the platform and how to log in. We're going to walk everybody through it, which we didn't get to do last year. Right? Is that what it's going to be a Zoom type thing? We'll just help, or, or just a day to open it up and let people play with it on their own, and they yeah. can call you with problems, yes. or email right. you with problems. Yes, we're recommending. We're recommending that if you have any trepidation at all, and we're already getting emails like, "Help! I only went to the live festival before. What do I do this year?" <laughs> <laughs> you know. Well, people are more nervous about it even before they've tried it, but once they get on and play around with it, and, and get logged in and know what they're doing, they're going to be much more comfortable. And once they've watched a film or two, it's going to, I mean, over that 10-day period, I think people will really indulge and enjoy. Well, that's with any technology. I mean, you get used to it. You. I'm going to throw out a challenge. I want to know who, got, who watched the most films, because there are over 100 films this year. So we will give a special prize from Patty and Lee to whoever can prove that they've watched the most films this year. How do you prove it? Well, or it'll you, be it's logged in your event of profile. So right. okay, so you'll have you'll be able to do that. Yes, that, that'd be a cool post film festival right. contest there. Right, and then we'll we'll decide what it is. What little treat we have ideas. <laughs> we're gonna that's, give them. That's very cool. So, but I, I'm now I'm intrigued that you said you can only sell so many tickets to certain films to certain films. Now, when I buy a ticket. For say, I want to buy a ticket to see whatever film it may be. Can is that? I mean, obviously, you can't just restrict that to me. I mean, I I can watch with my kids. It's your household. Well, see, that's the benefit this year. The pass we kept the price down. Last year, the passes were one hundred seventy five dollars, but we've been very cognizant of people having a difficult time this year. Businesses having a difficult time, so it's a pass per household. You don't need individual passes, so you can have up to four or six people watching movies in your house. With the same at the same price as one pass. Could I rent a really bitchin' Airbnb and bring a hundred people in? We would never I mean, know. We would never know exactly. <laughs> we we wouldn't know. Um, it'd be hard to all but, gather around, but yeah. But, but but I mean that is yeah. okay. So this is a household pass. Okay, last year it was a per person pass that right. you would, and and in years prior, you know, you flip the pass out and and walk into the theater. So this is a a, a totally different thing. And this is really really makes for a. I mean, I mean, it'd be much better to be social and be in person and seeing people because it always is a 
community builder. I mean, I always see people, it's like the, um, it's always like with a tug of war, you always run into people that you pretty much only see that midnight madness is another one where you see people at those events once a year and the film festival, you always run into people that you haven't seen in a long time. And you really, really bond over what you've just experienced together. But see, that's the beauty of this. And we are going to still have Q and A's at the end of some of the films and make it feel more festival like where people will get to hear from either the producer, the director or the subject of the film. And we'll be doing, and, and the Q&As will be, they'll be, you know, after the credits, always wait and watch your credits because at the end, that's when the Q&A will come up. But then we also hope to be able to have the Q&As listed as, you know, if, if that film is remaining up there for days afterwards and you want to go in and watch that film um, after its premiere time, then you can. And next to it will have a click where you can just go and get the Q&A, Q&A. afterwards. So you'll be able to access both things. So I'm assuming that the Q and A's are pre-recorded. Some and so, we have a couple that we're planning to do live. One around the um, sailing boating showcase. Yes, the Race and, to Alaska film is going to have a, a live Q and A with Gary Jobson hosting okay. it. And so then, how how would people interact? And there, it's just like a Zoom. There would be questions in the chat, and the host would read the questions out loud for the people. Oh, to nice. Answer. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Yeah, we could, and and that, and we may do one other. We're not ready to announce that right at this minute, but there'll only there'll only be like two of them. This is really actually going to be very similar to the film festival that we see every year. So the rollout of the content will be very similar to people going to theaters and whatever. Their experience will be different because they're going to be looking at it at home on their own screens. But the films and the Q and A afterwards. Um, that will feel very festival-ish, you know, and I think we're trying to keep that as much as possible. We're going to have intros for all of the films. They'll be set up and introduced, and that will all remain very much like in a normal a normal festival. The interesting thing about the, the, with the rollout and this way this festival is going to be uh, is that... Move in closer, you sound not as loud. That we will be trying to keep it as festival-like as possible, and we will have Best of the Fest at the end, which is also the four winners of our audience awards. So, um, And we will replay those on Sunday evening the way we usually do. But that's a separate ticket. So even with okay. a pass, that, we had to do it that way because it's four films. It's $25 for four films. It's a pretty good deal. And they're the best films. And everybody can vote as soon as they watch a film. There's a five-star system. And everybody's built right into the app. Let me just correct the one thing. I mean, not correct, but just add to the fact that they're the best films. They are the audience winners. They are not the jury winners. Okay. Um, So we we actually are considering having jury this year, too. We've just talked about it. And we will have jury for shorts. And we may, since we're getting so many good films this year, we may decide to have a jury award for the best narrative and the best doc as well. But we won't be replaying those. It's just the audience awards that get replayed. Which is fine. I mean, that's, you know, that's the ones that people like. So you want to see that. All right. Well, you mentioned films. You Cats out of the bag. What films we got? Well, we can just start, start with, with opening the, night. Yeah. Start opening night is, um, is a, was the favorite film that Derek Horn, our director of programming, and I both saw on the Sundance docket this year. And it was just one of our favorite films. And it's starring Rhea Perlman and uh, a young actress, M- M- Maya Czech. And uh, it's such a charming and poignant family story. 
but it involves, it's kind of quirky, and Raya Perlman plays a, uh, what do you call it, a street music, uh, magician. A children's party musician. Yeah, she's, she goes door to door kind of thing. And um, uh, Raya Perlman is just captivating as this character actress in this. And it, it's, it's very heartwarming, and it has comedy, and it also has the drama of a young teenage girl who's very sullen and angry and going through a period because she lost her mother. And she's mm-hmm. dealing with her family and school where she hates being. She hates being everywhere in the world until right. she meets this magician. magician. <laughs> and the rest is for all of you to watch and enjoy. And we, we just were excited to get this film because it will bring a little magic to opening night. And it's a feel-good kind of film that everybody can watch and enjoy. And it, it's one of those films at Sundance that we were so lucky to get. And it's, it's perfect for us. It really is. Well, Rhea Perlman's pretty quirky anyway. I mean, she, yeah. Mrs. Danny DeVito. Exactly. <laughs> oh, oh, but I, I also loved about it. It has a sort of whimsical part of it too, you know, where things come in and, and you're seeing – you're seeing things through their eyes as opposed to the way you would naturally see it. And I don't want to give that away, but you'll see in the way it's shot and, and the creativity of the photography and all of that. So it, it's, a, it's a, um, a very charming film, and we're happy to have it as opening night. So we hope, hope a lot of people come out or come in right. <laughs> and see it. No, that, that will be a – that's a 24-hour film? I'm presuming. Yes. yes. Okay. And, but, you know, bring your pod. If you have a pod of people, watch it together. Uh, make it make your own opening night. We have some things we're going to roll out to. I thought you said bring your pot. Uh, pod. <laughs> I was like, um, that's what the D, folks. To clarify. <laughs> pod. Da, 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 da. <laughs> but, um, you know, try to make it festive. Um, our opening night sponsor is uh, Tito's, the official alcohol of AFF21. So even if we're not having parties in person, you can have a party at home. We do have a custom cocktail this year called the Hollywood. You'll find out more about that on opening night. Well, fun. Fun, fun, fun. Well, you guys have a theme. We are around. We are the world. That is, uh, again, Joe Barson did your art yes. design uh, for the ninth, ninth year running, and he's just absolutely wonderful. But what's, what, what is the theme? I know... Um, typically there would be a unveiling someplace at some place and everything else, but how, how does the theme work into the film festival this year? Well, the, it's really a, a, a look and a shout out to the whole world was impacted by something, but we're, our microcosm kind of represents the rest of the world, yet we're bringing things from over the world in during this time. To everybody. We have more international films, I think, than we've ever had. We have films from Malta and Kazakhstan and, you know, yeah. obscure countries that produced really good films this year. I mean, we are the world. It, that really is a symbol of us being so much a part of the world. When, when people say we're in this together, you know, yeah. well, we are in it together. And the fact that we're bringing films from all over the world, including our own country, uh, and telling these stories and bringing people together with these stories. That makes Annapolis. It's like we, we are the center of the world during this for this us time. because during this time, that is our center. You know, You know, it's funny. As the years that I've known Joe, I'm slowly starting to get this artist mind that I never would have had before. And as I look through the, the graphic that he has, it's got the globe. Okay, we're in a global pandemic, right? Mm-hmm. It is wrapped in film, which is sort of, holding it all together, which is kind of what you're looking to do there. Uh, the film looks more like a film strip, actually ends with an arrow pointing to our Capitol Dome. Mm-hmm. Uh, so here is 
coming into Annapolis for the Annapolis Film Festival. And up in the upper right corner, you've got the sun coming over the horizon. So That's hope. Uh, That's hope. Right. Yeah, we're at the end. We're exactly. ho- hopefully at the end. So. And one last thing. I've always looked, when I look at it, I've always looked at the uh, – at, at the actual film reel surrounding the uh-huh. globe as an embrace, you know, that it's the film that's embracing well, and our the, world. And the stories that bring us together, because just like every other year, there are always themes that emerge in the work that we see from artists all over the world. And this year is not any different. And we don't have a lot of COVID related films. Like some people might think we have a few that have some subtle, but we didn't focus on that. The stories are still relevant to what's happening in the world. So, a lot of those themes resonate in the slate. Well, yeah, certainly, you know, COVID, the world went on. Yes. Uh, yeah. I mean, you know, sure did. COVID was just added into the, added into the mix. And that's, uh, there, there were plenty of other stories to be had there as well. We have some great spotlight films, John. Okay. Um, we have a film called The Perfect Candidate. Um, it's a story about a Saudi Arabian female doctor who really her only goal is to repair the road to the hospital, but she gets involved in politics, and it's it's a pretty fascinating story. And that's a spotlight. It's also a community in Saudi Arabia where they've never been able to accept the idea of a female of a candidate. a female leader. A sure. female candidate. So that's it specializes that. We also have a film called Together Together, which is a very modern look at the new family, so to speak. It's about a 40-year-old guy whose friends are all getting married and having kids and he hasn't gotten there yet. So he decides to hire a surrogate and have a baby. And so the relationship that forms between the surrogate and the man, the father, so to speak, is not what maybe people might think. It's, it's a more platonic familial relationship and it has all the ups and downs of any relationship. And it's, it's a real modern story. We also are very fortunate to get a wonderful American indie film called Paper Spiders, and that may have a really interesting conversation to follow. And it's it's a very bold and real look at dealing with mental health issues in a family. So it follows the story of a girl, a young teenager in high school who wants her father's recently died and she wants to go to medical school. And her mom's kind of quirky in the beginning of the film. And it, she, the mom's played by Lily Taylor, who you may not know by name, but you will definitely recognize her as a pretty well-known character actress. And the performances are great. And the young girl has to come to terms with the fact that her mom's really showing some signs of um, mental illness and how does she cope with it and what decisions does she make. So it's a very poignant, it's it's not heavy. It, there's some comedy in it. It's, it's a really well-done indie film um, that we're really proud to have on the slate. And we're going to have a, a Q&A with the filmmakers, and we're going to include Kathy Miller, one of the therapists from our community here in Annapolis, to be able to uh, answer some questions and be part of that as well. That's one thing that I do like about you guys, that you do – I mean, you just don't bring a film festival to Annapolis because you bring Annapolis into the film festival that's here too. Uh, you mentioned that you got Carrie Jobson doing some you know, moderating of a panel discussion on the Sailing Showcase, and you've got you – know, you're bringing in a psychologist from – or a psychiatrist – I apologize, but therapist, uh, you know, therapist, therapist, therapist in from, from the local community here. Um, you've always had, you know, a local angle to a lot of the, a lot of the showcases as well. Well, not only do we curate films, often we curate the conversation that follows the film. And that's the part that isn't often talked about. That's the part people really enjoy when they experience it. But we work just as hard on those conversations almost as we do on getting the films. Also remember that 
you know, these conversations that we have and we're bringing the community into, um, they're, they are a big part of what, how we see a festival. We go around to a lot of festivals, and a lot of times it's just about get the films, get the people in, and get them out. We're really programming for our community as well as for the greater country, world, whatever. Um, it's not just industry, you know. It's right. like we really want our community to feel that they are part of this. This is their festival. It and is. they're sharing it with the world. And each other. And it's something they can talk about all year. You, how many times have you gone back and mentioned a film oh. you, you saw? Oh, without, without a doubt. I mean, you, you've done, you guys have done that wonderfully over the last... It's intentional. Well, I'll, yeah. I'll say the seven years, but right. <laughs> you know, that, that, it, that it was. Cause it, Hopefully it's nine years. <laughs> it, 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 it really was. I mean, seven years in person. Right. Um, and, it, and you've done a, a wonderful job about bringing the community together. Because there are people that are talking about it. I loved being able to bring students in to see films that they... Yes. Ne- n- normally would not have done and we do have some family-oriented films this year like opening night is definitely a family film we have a disability musical oh my god it's so much fun <laughs> best summer ever best summer ever. and it's about a school that's half normal kids and half disabled kids but they perf- they perform together so that's very inspiring and they break into song and it's 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 charming and it has it breaks all the the bar- breaks down all the barriers and it's it's just a, a feel good film and fun for the time right now, but it also makes a, a really good point. Well we're trying we have poignant films, but also we have some goofy films. We have Marshmallow Mystery Tour, which is another really goofball kind of film. It's made by two brothers that co directed. They're from Pennsylvania. It's it's Don't a wild, wild ride about you know, theme parks and candy. And it's, it's really about the candy industry and yeah. what, what, what uh, candy, you know, all of the things that happen with candy, but they do it in such a way that is very creative and, uh, yeah. you know, and we forceful. Have, we have a lot of art films this year, too. We have a really wonderful, this is a spotlight. Yeah, it's spotlight. Um, Kenny Scharf when Worlds Collide. And I don't know if you're familiar with his pop art, but he's pretty brilliant. And um, I think the daughter is the director, right? Um, Isn't she the director of the um, film? I'm not even sure. But it's a really personal, it's like a bio sort of profile of him and his extraordinary art. Um, This is not a spotlight, but in the lineup, we have another really fun art film called Holy Frit. And it's a take on holy. Right. (laughs) Because it's about this young artist who's a stained glass artist, and he's commissioned to make the largest stained glass window in the world for a mega church in Kansas City. And he's completely angst-ridden through the whole thing, doesn't know, doesn't know how he's going to do it. And he enlists the help of this fabulous film character, uh, the guy who was the pioneer of this fusion of glass and art. And Frit is the small pieces of beaded glass that you pour on to make, make the image. So that's why it's called Holy Frit. So he finds this guy, Narcissist, who, like, um, narcissist, narcissist, narcissist. <laughs> he pioneered this in the seventies in San Francisco, and he pulls this guy into this whole crazy like deadline dilemma. It's really fun. It's a it's a good it's a good doc to watch. Um, we we also as a as a um, um, spotlight have the outside story, which is is a really fun comedy, and it's a feel good one too. And it stars the um, the guy Brian Tyree Henry from the Atlanta mm-hmm. television series. And it, he he plays sort of an introvert who's just had a breakup with his uh, girlfriend. He's an introverted kind of film editor. And he locks himself inadvertently out of his apartment in New York. And then he has to spend the rest of the time 
to get back in, having to deal with his neighbors in the apartment, his neighbors outside, all the things he doesn't want to do. And it's really pretty funny and an enjoyable film. So that's that's very cool. Any notable shorts that you've got? Oh, tons. Um, Not only that. Oh, I didn't expect you to say anything. Tons. Before we even go to the shorts, I just also want to say one of our our, like Friday night spotlights of our second of our second week um, is called How to Be a Good Wife, which is satirical. uh, really stylish and satirical, satirical comedy, um, French, by the way, um, a period piece in the 60s in, in France about a, a Catholic girls' school that is on the <laughs> verge fin- of finish- coming, a finishing, a finishing school. school, and it's, it's a coming of feminism time. And Juliette Binoche is, plays the head of the school. Uh, it is really charming, and it goes in areas that you would not even believe. We're not even going to talk those through, but you have to, it's a, it's a real great one to watch. How to be a good wife. How to, How be, to be a good wife. wife. And then one more spotlight. We have uh, Luzu, which is an Italian, a, a film from Malta, but it's an Italian made, right? right. And uh, it's a spectacularly beautiful film to watch, but it's really the story of these fishermen trying to make a living because Everything's against them, so it, it's really forcing them to become black market fishermen and bribe people and everything else because all the other fees are like they can't make a living. So it's an interesting look at that microcosm of the world, but it's a beautiful story, and there's a romance and relationship in it, and it's a really good film. I should probably also just mention we have one other spotlight called Materna, um, which is really a, a psychological um, drama, and it uh, involves four women whose lives are... Um, intertwined by an incident that happens on a New York subway and it goes back and it's telling those four stories and it's very very interesting it's won some awards and was a Tribeca last year so. interesting can we rip through the showcases before the shorts sure um, so you mentioned Gary Jobson he's obviously going to do the Q&A for our sailing showcase it's a very interesting compelling film it's an offbeat choice for our sailing boating showcase but um the race to alaska takes place from through the bering strait basically it's a nine-day race and the only rule is your boat can't have a motor so there are all kinds of created boats kinds where people ride bicycles that paddle the boat and sailboats Raft catamarans kind of boats one guy does it on a stand-up paddleboard but it's frigid freezing water and there's no sag team if you go down, the Coast Guard's not coming for you. So it's a really adventurous, rough, victorious kind of story. So I think, cool. I think people here will like it. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it's dangerous. So it, yeah. it, there's a lot of danger involved. There's comedy and danger <laughs> and all kinds of things. But if you're into boating, you're going to get a, a kick out of this film. Yeah. Well, it's, um, now, you are you doing the... Um, I know you've got the Jewish showcase. Oh, yeah. We do. We have two very strong films in the Jewish showcase uh one is called thou shalt not hate and it's a very very powerful film um and i think people should it's it's sort of hits on all of the the nationalist uh, white nationalist and and um uh, issues that are Mm -hmm. but it's an italian film so uh you know it's seen through the eyes of the European mind. And it's really, really fascinating. Um, also, we have Kiss Me Kosher, which is a just fun-loving um, rom-com with two women 
in a relationship uh, who have to deal with their parents coming together in Israel. One's Israeli and one's German. So their parents are now having to come together to meet with all of oh. that background. In, in, the, bag, the, the bagage. The bagage is on the table. Uh, wow. Okay. Yeah. There, there's a lot going on there. Yeah. And we have two sure. films, actually three films this year in our environmental showcase. We have a short that's called um, The Water Walker. And it's a fantastic story. I think she's the niece of Leonard Peltier of the American Indian Movement. And it follows her um, journey to the UN to petition to keep water clean. It's beautifully and spectacularly filmed. And it's um, by James Burns, who has had other films in our festival. And then it's followed by a film called End of the Line, The Women at Standing Rock. And it follows the story of the women in the tribe who led the fight against the pipeline. Right. Okay. Very cool. Right. And we have in the environmental showcase as well, as well a film called Fish and Men, which is the, you know, the northeast fishing overfishing story. It's a it's a documentary. So. Now, do you have the African American showcase this year? You bet. We do. And that's called River City Drumbeat, and it's a it's, it's, it's a great film. It's preceded by a short. It is. Also, right? Conversation, um, concerto is a conversation, is a conversation yeah. uh, that is directed by and is got Chris Bowers, who is a very, very well-known African-American composer in Hollywood. He's doing a lot of big films right now. But this is about his dad. This is about his father. It's fa- a personal his, story. About his grandfather. Okay. A grandfather, it's right. about his grandfather, right. and he tells his story. You haven't missed a beat on on anything that's really going on here. Well, we have more animated films this year because a lot more animated films were made during the shutdown anyway. But um, we've added a whole bunch of animated films to the shorts. Yeah, we're going. We have a, a whole section on animation this year, which is an animated shorts program, basically. Now, before we start, Derek, in his wonderful, themeful way, um, well, we do have docs, other feature docs we can talk about before the shorts, maybe. But right, we he did we, theme all of the shorts. The, they have a theme. It's a it's a retro. Television so theme. The, the themes are either named after game shows or reality television shows. So you've got Survivor, Jeopardy, Jeopardy. Fear Factor, Extreme family Makeover, feud. The Price is Right, uh, Family Feud. Maryland's Got Talent or the local that's, okay. shorts. That's Maryland's Got Talent, which is our local people that who's yeah. filmed. And then at the end is called reruns because those are shorts before features all put in one program. So if you just want to see the shorts but not in front of the feature as a group – those are the reruns. Very neat. Now, speaking of shorts, last year and the year before, you had a shorts competition. Is that capable to be done during a virtual type of a thing? There's a twist. Of course there's a twist. There's always a twist. Well, last year, Omar Alakil was the winner, uh, and he had a really interesting doc short idea. And then COVID happened. So he shot some footage having to work under strange conditions, and other factors in the world have impacted how he now sees the story, including whole Black Lives Matter that happened in the summer and everything else. So we're going to do a short challenge workshop. It's a work in progress review with Omar. Yeah, and that's going to be really interesting because we're going to have some people, you know, instead of um, critics on there critiquing their work, we're going to have some people, experts on there discussing with Omar how to define his story and make it better. So he'll be, it'll be going through the workshop process for the viewers. I mean, so if they want to see how a film is workshopped, they can just get a ticket 
and watch that for an hour. And it's fascinating. So if you've got any interest in doing your own film or seeing how it works, the whole putting it together, this is a great thing to watch. Now everybody gets to be privy to what is it that's going to take it to that and push that artist to take it to the next level. Peeling back the onion. Yeah. Well, and next year, I mean, because we couldn't really do a fresh one this year because of the pandemic, you know, and we don't know what level people are going to be able to film. And so next year we will be back on track for our in-person shorts challenge and we will take pitch, start coming up with an idea and, and, and uh, taking the pitch uh, contest uh, candidates soon. And premiering Omar's film. So now people saw his pitch. They're going to see he has about an eight-minute work sample, mm-hmm. and we're going to workshop it. And then they get to see the final. See next right. Yeah. yeah. And we're really grateful to our um, sponsors. sponsors for this because they've hung in through this. Uh, it's the Maryland Film Office, Henninger Media, Studio Unknown, um, Series Script and Electric, and and Filmsters. <laughs> we, we help, too. Um, so... It's great because everybody wants people to understand that really good films can also be made in Maryland right here. As Lee said, invite your pod over and watch some movies. Be careful that some of them are only timed timed, and some of them are capacity limited. So if you want to get in on one, you want to make sure you jump in on that, right? That's the secret. That's the secret. Also, I've got just, a couple more wanna, films yeah, that he is right. going to love. And I also want to say that that while we're doing those films, that there are a lot of films we are not even going to be getting to today, all the shorts and some of these other films. Two Oscar-nominated shorts are in the lineup. Yes, they are. But we want to make sure that people really go through the program and read it, the digital program that'll be up, and really look at what films might resonate with you because there are a lot to choose from, and you don't want to miss it. Well, usually you have 70 to 90 films, with more of this. Usually it's just over 70. Now yeah. we have just over 100. 100. So you've got quite a bit more content. Than we yeah, do. Way more. So immerse yourself in it. We have a really great retro film about vinyl record collectors called Vinyl Nation. We have an amazing uh, Cuban baseball story called The Last Out and the lengths that these guys will go to to be able to play baseball. We have a film called uh, I'm Fine, Thanks for Asking, which is coming just off of South by Southwest Yep, about a young mother who has found her, finds herself down on her luck with uh, basically homeless with a young daughter. And the movie opens when they're in a tent. And she's trying to let her daughter think they're just having fun camping for the night, when in actuality she doesn't know if she's going to be able to get an apartment or not. And that's what her day involves. And it's, it's also comedic and, and yeah, enjoyable. Charming. And charming. It's not just a down-and-out film. It's, it's really good. And we have a really uh, eye-opening doc called White Noise that immerses you in the lives of three self-created influencers that are alt-right and just how much, what they're selling, what they believe in. It's frightening. It's terrifying. Frightening to watch. And, um, but really good. <laughs> really important in the context of what's happening in our country. And we have a really interesting film called Women in Blue, which follows the story of the first female and African-American police chief in Minneapolis right before George Floyd's incident happened when his death. So that's a really powerful doc, as well as Missing in Brooks County, which is a really interesting look at immigration. and On the border and miss the miss people who go missing and families have no idea where they are. Yeah. It's like everyone should see this film. They, they need yes. to know what's going on at the Because that's the real story, because that's what documentaries do. They tell the real story, right. not the whitewash. Sure. Or the, and another really eye-opening film called The Lesson, which is about how kids in Germany young kids 
really don't even connect to World War II and what the Nazis did. And we also have a few other narratives, like One Moment, which is yes. a very, it's a, a Danny Aiello's film. Danny Aiello's last, last film, film before he passed away. And it's just, and it, it, it's a story about women actually, fa- a family that is trying to cope with their aging parent uh, who's got memory issues and whatever. And, and, and that is, it's, it's like really watching those generations, the mid-level generation and the older generation coming, coping with those issues. And it's done also, again, with a really good script, a sharp script with a lot of humor, too. And don't forget that we have The Sign Painter, which is, it's, um, it's sort of farcical, but serious. I mean, it's, it's basically one town and one, <laughs> one street where the sign painter, whoever occupies during that time, all the signs are repainted. So they're painted in German, then they're painted in Russian, then they're painted... Well, they were painted in Latvian. Latvian. Latvian, And and then they were painted in in Russian when the Russians occupied. (laughs) And then they were painted in German when Nazi Germany took over. And and he's just out there every time the, the color changes. But the story... Yes. This is what's so compelling about it. The story emerges. It's the same people, but their story is going through those occupations. So the sign changes, the colors... But the stories of the people, they change, too, because they're having to cope with what's happening. And then there's, of course, Luana, a yak in the classroom, which... So it's about a a young teacher who travels into the Himalayas to bring education to these kids. It's pretty... You know, it's it's amazing watching you two try to come up with these synopses of these films without, like, giving it all away. Right. I don't need need to see that anymore. I know what that's all about. (laughs) But the... I mean, I don't know how many you just rattled off and went. And I mean, it's it's amazing to sit there and see what you guys have absorbed and and over the last year. In the words of Pee Wee Herman, <laughs> we lived it. Yeah, we lived it. Absolutely. AnnapolisFilmFestival.org is where you want to go for all of your information and your tickets and your passes. I will recommend passes again. Uh, again, bring your pod in. Bring You've got your family and it's a lot more flexible. It's going to save you money in the long run. And these are some films that... You're going to want to see that you may not – with COVID, you may not get – you won't get a chance to see them probably in the theaters. But these are films that you do want to see and you do need to see. It seems like you're hitting on all of the uh, the hot buttons that are going on in our society right now to a degree. I mean it's not totally focused on them. And you do that so well year after year after year. You hit hit it all the time. The other thing I'd be remiss in not mentioning is that you do you do this other times beyond April 8th to 18th. Okay, you've got the Annapolis Film Festival, and I was at Maryland Hall for their front porch concerts with, uh, and I'll maybe screw up the name of the title again, but Jimmy Jimmy Carter, Rock and Roll President. Yes. Which was a fabulous movie. And I mean, it was a a great documentary. You had no idea that, uh, you know, Jimmy Carter was, uh, you know. Or that his son was smoking dope in the White House. (laughs) Mary probably knew about that. You know, know, Clinton's brother and Carter's kid. Yeah. But it was back in the day. <laughs> you guys bring film to Annapolis, uh, whether it be virtually, whether it be socially distant out in a parking lot in front of Maryland Hall, or in person down at the Cunitz Theater, down at the Linnell Bowen Theater in the uh, lower level of Maryland Hall. Year. And that's through your Annapolis uh, Film Society, right? Yes. Right. Thank you for bringing that yes. up. So the Film Society just formed last year, and then it 
you know, we still did do virtual events. We actually had one night in Miami way the before gate, it was nominated. And said, okay, let's go. No, wait, get back. Get back. And uh, we've been trying to um, – we, we want to thank the people who signed up. It's only $75 a year to be a general member, and you get early access to pretty much everything we're doing. And if you want to be a founder, you can be a founder, like a forever founder, like on the perpetual wall of I founded the Annapolis Film Society for a one-time gift that uh, you can give until – April 30th this year. So if you really want that, let us know. We could sure use it. And also keep in mind that we reduce the tickets and the passes. So every time someone unlocks a film, we pay a buck plus a license fee. So if you want to donate, we've tried to reduce the prices. But if you can donate 25 50 100 bucks, the festival would really help us out this year. Even $10. <laughs> yeah. You know, no, just no. anything. But also, I just, I also want to say about the Film Society, because we're looking to next year and we, you know, we may have to start virtually, but hopefully we'll be back in the Bowen and, and back bringing films throughout the year now to our audiences here. And we hope to, you know, to bring them lots of really good and interesting and unusual and entertaining films all along. But the Film Society, we want to grow this Film Society and we want to provide a lot of other things that go with it, you know, possibly some workshops and some interesting conversations and things that we can have throughout the year. So film will become a real topic of conversation well, year but, round. But something that's just here to stay in this in this community, you know, that's something that's that's a given and we want that. I would I would like to see that too. And I, I've been to several of them. I know I was at the Roger Ailes one that it was down in the basement yeah. mm-hmm. of uh, Maryland Hall and obviously the Jimmy Carter one. And I, I will say with the films that you guys curate, find, whether it be through the film festival or the film society that's shown throughout the year, they're conversational films. And and by, by that, I mean, you know, I will t- be talking about that Jimmy Carter film to other people three weeks afterwards. OK, before we started this, I was telling you about seeing a movie in the movie theater a couple weeks ago. I couldn't remember the name of it. And it, it was, you know, what you bring is you bring memorable films, you bring films that start a conversation and I, I mean you sit there and say hey did you know that carter was like best friends with allman <laughs> yeah exactly no no really you know little yeah. known little known facts that become a big part of well yeah our knowledge well we had one night in miami and we had a wonderful if you were in the film society and in the founders you could be in a conversation with kemp powers who wrote the screenplay with chris haley and kurt schmoke and it was one of the best conversations ever because the film is about four iconic figures in African-American history. And now, you know, Regina King is nominated all over the place, Golden Globe. And and, and, and uh, Kemp Powers is up for an Oscar for writing Soul, the yeah. animated film this year. So and we've had him we had him here in, in uh, virtually in December. So, so we're on we're on top of it. We're we're uh, trying to to keep the momentum going and flowing and and also keeping an eye on what our community is interested in. Well, in the words of George Bush, you're doing a hell of a job, Brownie. You know, it's... <laughs> I also just want to say one last thing. I want to, you know, our, we have so many great sponsors and Palette Pleasers has been with us from oh at the beginning and they're once again trying to help us for opening night, even though we can't have a party. They're going to do a doing. themed meal for opening night, but even... Palapleasers is doing a theme meal for every night that'll probably tie into a certain film. They're even putting um, Annapolis Film Festival cookies in there to go dinners now to remind people about the festival. So they're wonderful partners. 
please, uh, we are doing a special promotion to help our city and our businesses stay alive. We're doing dinner and a movie promotion. So there's a different restaurant promoted each week, each night of the 10 days. And that'll be the day we promote. We have a lot of partners. We have, you know, Carpaccio, Boatyard, Fado, um, Miss Shirley's, Metropolitan, Lemongrass, Sailor, Cafe Normandy, just, you know, Palette Pleasers um, and Carol's Creek are all partners as a restaurant partner. So um, they're telling people about the festival by putting our postcard in a carryout. But please support them on the day that is their day to get a dinner and a movie during the festival because we want them all to be still be here. And also we have to say this a special thanks to the Anne Arundel County Arts Council and the Maryland State Arts Council because without them, we wouldn't be here right now. No. We would not be here. The Arts Council of Anne Arundel County is our presenting sponsor this year, and the Maryland State Arts Council is our premier sponsor. And they came in with emergency funding. We still have reduced staffing, and we've cut way back this year. It's been a challenge, but without them, like Patty said, we would not be here. We also want to thank all the generous supporters that still stayed with us this year, even if times were tough, or gave And the city of Annapolis. The city of Annapolis. we really want to thank. And, you know, it's just been, been a crazy year, but we're all in it together, right? The, one of the phrases I hope to never hear again. Exactly. Yeah, pivot. We're in this together. Exactly. <laughs> I don't ever want to hear pivot again. <laughs> Open your mind and put some fresh stuff in there with 100 films. Like, it's all new. You haven't seen it before, folks. That's true. AnnapolisFilmFestival.org is the website that you want to go to. And I want to say thank you very much again to Lee Anderson and Patty White for bringing this to Annapolis for the ninth year in a row, even though the last two have been a little bit wonky. I can't wait for number 10. I remember in number five, you were like, hey, when we make it to five, this is like it. When we make it to 10, we're going to blow the roof off this town. Right. Yeah, and you had a pandemic to boot. Under- well, <laughs> after the Spanish flu of 1918 was the Roaring Twenties, so Patty and I decided now it's going to be the Soaring Twenties. I heard that somewhere else, but we didn't create it. But yeah, we the Soaring Twenties we borrowed. Um, but all I can say is everybody go get vaccinated and get into the movies next year. We hope to see you there in person. <laughs> Again, AnnapolisFilmFestival.org. Get your passes now. Get your tickets now. I recommend the pass as opposed to individuals. And make make it, I would say make a week out of it, but it's make 10 days out of it. It'd be well worth it. And thank you, John. We really appreciate having these conversations with you every year. Thanks so much. We sure do. Thanks, John. Everybody's a dreamer. Everybody's a star. Everybody's in showbiz. It doesn't matter who you are There are stars in every city In every house and on every street And if you walk down Hollywood Boulevard Their names are written in concrete Don't step on Greta Garbo As you walk down the boulevard She looks so weak and fragile why she tried to be so hard But they turned her into a princess And they sat her on a throne But she turned her back on stardom Because she wanted to be alone You can see all the stars As you walk down Hollywood Boulevard Some that you recognize and that you hardly even heard of. People who worked and 
suffered and struggled for fame Some who succeeded and some who suffered in vain Rudolph Valentino looks very much alike And he looks up ladies' dresses as they sadly pass him by Marilyn, cause she's not very tough. She should have been made of iron or steel, but she was only made of flesh and blood. You can see all the stars as you walk down Hollywood Boulevard. Some that you recognize and that you hardly More than 100 films from documentaries to features to shorts. Those made in Malta to those made in Maryland. The Annapolis Film Festival has something for everyone. Passes and tickets available now at annapolisfilmfestival.org. Never feel any pain. And celluloid heroes never 